right? It takes a titan to go out of the way to make a way for others. That's exactly right. Oh yeah. Need more. It takes a titan to help build the places others dream of. Ooh, the truck can't change dragons. Good but a titan can. So at Nissan, we build trucks for titans with the tech you need to keep moving. For people who look at the world and say, we've got work to do. So we're calling all titans of the community, of the neighborhood, of the outdoors. America needs more titans. You've got work to do, and we've got your truck. Booyah! Whatever it takes. Oh, yeah. You got to love the Imagine Dragons, right? Dude, did you see that? Is that the first time you've seen that commercial? Yeah, yeah. It's not the Imagine Dragons, by the way. It's no, just no, no. Imagine, Imagine Dragons. Dragons. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that was the Nissan Titan. Yes, it was. Uh, yes. I love that commercial. That's you know, new, I uh... don't actually love a lot of commercials, and no. I do love that one. Not because they're our, 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 our partner. sponsor? Yes, no, because <laughs> that's a rad commercial. Actually, no. when you watch it, you feel inspired. You know what I like about it is, so we talked about this a few episodes ago, and by the way, everybody, we're back in welcome the studio! Welcome back! We're Woo! in the studio! We've been out of the studio for six <laughs> episodes, and we just rebuilt it today, and, uh, so if it sounds weird, it's because we didn't quite get the levels right. But we are, uh, yeah, we're all over the place. We oh. reassembled this thing as fast as we could yeah. a few minutes ago. By pictures. And, uh, By pictures I took on my phone. I am glad that you, well, I could have, I mean, I built the studio the first time. I could have done it again, but I. you did save us time. Without question, yes. you saved us time. Well, thank you yeah. for your backhanded compliment. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so what I do. Uh, so anyway, yeah, so we talked about the Calling All Titans campaign. That was the, that was the first time I've started to see the uh, the commercials on uh, on television. And what's cool about it is, so this is about their Calling All Titans campaign. I think uh, callingalltitans.com. And it's about their charity work with the American Red Cross, Habitat for Humanity, and the National Parks Foundation. And so these commercials are really kind of cool and inspiring. But what I love about it is uh, is the tagline is, you've got work to do and we've got your truck. That's like perfect. It's because perfect. we do have work to do. And, uh, and they do, they, have, they our do have our truck. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, hey, if you're, uh, if you're looking for a uh, new pickup truck, go uh, down to your uh, local Nissan dealer. The Titans have a five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. Check out the Frontiers. Check out the uh, the vans, the N- NV 2500, 3500, NV series. You know what I like most about the Titan? What? They look mean from the front end. They do look mean. I like they the do. LED lights. They kind of you know it's Titan coming down the road. Yeah, very distinctive. No- nothing else like a Titan. You know what else I like about the Titan? Uh, no. You can put a decked storage system <laughs> oh, in the back. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. Oh, and, and does it sound like this? Oh. Only when you close it. Yeah. Oh, wait. wait. Why is it only on the right side? Apparently, uh, I didn't. The audio the sound guy effect. didn't make it for what uh, the stereo. Hell? Yeah, that's not right because I remember hearing you do that sound effect before. It's in stereo. Yeah. My uh, my laptop doesn't like this sound effect. Hold on a second. <laughs> I'm going to reload it for the fifth time. So is this? Uh, this is what happens when we move out of the studio for <laughs> a couple weeks. Yeah, I just uh, let's do this in advance. You ready? We are deeply <laughs> sorry. What are we sorry for? For not being in the studio? We're sorry. Uh, just for sucking. Bad shows? Yeah. All right. All right. A series of bad shows. We'll play that later because I'm sure we'll we'll blow it hard later. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we should we should keep that on the ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so anyway, if you uh, have a bunch of stuff rattling around in the back of your uh, Nissan Titan or any midsize, full-size pickup or van. How does one get a deck system, my friend? Oh, go to deck.com. <laughs> Talk to our friend. I just lob it up there so you can hit it out of the we park. Just, uh, we should call our friend Greg. Tell yeah. him the Truck Show podcast sent you. Yes, please do so that. So we saw him at well, SEMA. Someone's not going to call Decked and say, can I talk to Greg? Can I have one? Yes, they will. You, we have they? thousands and thousands of listeners. <laughs> and somebody needs to get a deck system. And call Greg. Ask for Greg at Decked. <laughs> tell him the Truck Show podcast sent you, and he will take good care of you. He'd be like, no, he'd immediately say, who set you up? 
Like, who put you up yeah, to this? Yeah, he would probably think he was being Was it Lightning or Holman? Or, yeah, <laughs> come on. Out. Well, it was. It was us. I, I think it's worth some sort of a discount if you can mess with Greg during his day. I'll bet you that if you asked for Greg, he would he would give you a discount. He would he would at least I mean, answer the phone. We're being dicks by putting him on the spot right now, <laughs> but I'll bet you he he would answer the phone because he's he is he's a cool guy. Number one, he is a cool guy. Yeah, I, I did hear that he wants to do something with us and our listeners, so we have to kind of figure that out. Oh, that could be kind of cool, like a contest. This is something that a lot of listeners would be uh, would take advantage of. Oh, hey, what do you say we start the show? I can do that. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck, because truck rides with The Truck Show. We have the lifted, we have the lowered, and everything in between. We'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline. The Truck Show. The Truck the truck show with your hosts lightning and holman hey we're back in studio whoa that's weird <laughs> it does, it does feel weird yeah not, all of my uh headphone and mic settings are all wrong and no it's just you i think i think the equipment's fine it's just us it's the head cold i have or something it could be should we talk about what happened to me which time well, you had we, several things happen we in the we, past few weeks. Yeah, I'm a mess. Like I'm a walking disaster. I'm surprised but, you're even here. But I go to Morocco tomorrow, so uh, if we wanted to get out an episode, we had to do it tonight. <laughs> yeah, so, we did. So we did. kudos to being a trooper. Uh, I thank you very much for taking me out wheeling. I didn't yeah. say it on the podcast, but I I do appreciate it. And I don't care if you appreciate it. I want to know if you had fun or not. I absolutely had oh, fun, okay. but I paid the price for the next. Well, I'm still paying the price. It's a few days later, uh-huh. and Saturday, we went out on Saturday morning, uh-huh. and I went over to your house. You, uh, we, we went out to um, the middle Ransburg, of middle yeah. of nowhere, Ransburg area, yeah. which is, if you're not from California, you don't have a clue where that and is. And even if you are from California, you probably don't have a clue. It's, it's a ghost town, yeah. and it's in the middle of the desert, mm-hmm. and it's just literally in the middle of nowhere. Yes. And on the way, we stopped at a Burger King, uh-huh. and I, we both love Burger King. Well, nope. we like, no. Nope, not true. Okay, we Not stopped. True. Stop. We stopped at a Burger King, <laughs> and we had uh, we identical meals. Ident- yeah, so we had Whopper with cheese. We had identical no meals tomato. all day long. I know. We are like Bobsy twins now. Yeah, it's, I know it's a weird. little eerie. Are you like my work wife? Uh, maybe. That's weird. As long as we don't start dressing alike, we're good. We were both wearing uh, Truck Show Podcast T-shirts. No, and we weren't. Pants. I was not wearing a Truck Show Podcast T-shirt. We both are right now. Uh, we're not. You're lying. Don't do that. He's wearing a Del Taco Barstow shirt. Which is way better than it Burger is. King from Kramer Junction. <laughs> you know, have you ever noticed that Burger King and uh, Kramer Junction does not have any t-shirts? No. No, they don't. No. So what, the reason I'm telling the story, so we ate there, and then uh, we had some snacks later on the day, and then we stopped in Randsburg. And really cool at the at the general, general store. General store, yeah. I prefer to think, I don't know where it happened, but I got sick. And that sickness stayed with me till, well, till today. And I wow. can't, yeah. Wait, what kind of sick? Yeah, where... Well, I'll eat something, and it'll come right out the other side. And so, <laughs> that it, fast it, within minutes. <laughs> oh my! Within, within uh, no, maybe not. So, like within fifteen or twenty minutes. So you called me on what Sunday with almost an accusatory tone of, uh, "I'm sick. You should be too." We had the exact same thing. And I'm like, oh, "I'm fine. I know. I'm fine. It's got to be you." I was happy and yet bummed. Yeah, that you weren't also sick. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I remember I went down uh, with. Uh, 
with the Hummer guys back when I used to race uh, the Baja 1000 with them, with the Hall Racing Team, mm-hmm. and uh, myself and uh, Nick Richards, who works for GM, who's doing PR, and Rick, the famous Rick Payway from uh, now JP Magazine, who's a four-wheel and uh, off-road at the time, we all got Montezuma's Revenge. Mm-hmm. And I remember, that's as sick as I've ever been, and we were all... 104 fever, like you didn't know which way to point to the uh, in the in the yeah. restroom, right? Yeah. And I remember texting or emailing Rick, and he's like, "Oh my god, I got the same thing." I'm like, "Okay, let's check with Nick." Oh my god, we got the same thing. So the three of us were all miserable for about a week, sharing in the. Uh, so I, I understand your uh, your desire of wanting me to suffer as well, but nope, not this time. You know, I had um, I think I cured it because what I, what I just ate. I am habanero a, pepper. No, no, I'm a huge Carolina Reaper. No, what what makes you think I eat hot stuff? Because it would just that would clean everything out. It would, but no, I'm trying to stabilize. I'm done cleaning everything out. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to eat like now. I'm Oatmeal, now, no, I'm, now I'm on a sweet kick now. Well, what do you? Because sugar for me, sugar kill, cures all ills. That sounds wrong, but okay. Uh, it just does. So I've got a Dr Pepper. Uh-huh. I went to Seven Eleven and got chocolate chip cookies, but not. Oh, that's him opening a Dr. Pepper. There you uh, go. That by I got. the way, thanks for uh, bringing a Dr. Pepper. You're welcome. I feel like I feed you all the time, and so for you to bring me Dr. Pepper, you don't know what it is. I owe you a lot of food. Without question, I owe you a lot of food. So I stopped there, and if you ever go to 7-Eleven, and I think, I don't just think it's a California thing. I think they're everywhere, but right next to the checkout, they have cookies uh-huh. and brownies and whatnot, and they're made at a company in Fullerton. I only know because I'm obsessed with them, and I tried to buy them directly from the company of Fullerton and they wouldn't sell them to me. Company I have to go name? to 7-Eleven. I don't remember. It's on the it's on the wrapper. But there are 7-Elevens on every freaking corner. So. There are. And so, but not, you have to buy the cookies that are cellophane wrapped. They come in two per pack. They're like $1.29. Oh, you got the wrapper right there? It says something it foods says, and like Fullerton or it says, somewhere. It says chocolate chunk, mm-hmm. bakery express, Fullerton, California. There it is. Bakery Express. Bakery Express. What do we have on the show? I don't Coming know. Up? Yes, you do. You booked a guest. Well, yeah, we have a guest. We are deeply <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, um, what do we have? Well, my good friend Will Beatty from Center Force Clutches. You made up that name. I did not make that up. Okay. And uh, there's a high probability that he will uh, call me uh, P. Diddy when we answer the phone. Really? Why? Or when we call him. Okay. That's just what he calls me. P. Diddy? Mm-hmm. Because my uh, uh, middle initial is P. Okay. And so he calls me P. Diddy. Uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, there we go. I think we're also going to play back, um, you know, let's do it here. Let's play back. We, when we are, we're on our way back from the middle of nowhere in, the, in Desertville, California, uh-huh. and we said, hey, we know someone else in this area who makes trucks really low to the ground. You mean when you're trying to get me in trouble with my wife? That happened. Being you, home you, three, three you, hours did, late? you did get in trouble with your wife, yes. And I called and apologized to her. Because that was part of the deal. Of those, yes. We were only going to go on the side trip if uh, you called my wife and told her why I was going to be late. Yeah. So we stopped by uh, Bobby Martins, and Bobby is the owner of Sadistic Ironworks. Yes, he is. And he is the expert at bagging anything. He will put, he started, he was a mini trucker, and then he quickly gradu- graduated to like uh, sedans, and now he does almost exclusively exotics. And he's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, we thought, okay, so t- typically Hesperia, Victorville is pretty much in the middle of nowhere. Except yeah. now that um, so many people live out there, it's sort of a sprawling, uh, you know, mini metropolis outside of L.A. At the, at the top of the pass out in the desert. Right. And so we're thinking, oh, well, he's part of that part. No, no, no. Still on the outskirts. So if he's out on the outskirts of it now, mm-hmm. he must have been way out there before. 
Yeah, when he moved out, he had to be just, it was like an island. Yeah, and there was the, nothing. I'm surprised they had electricity and running water out there. He's so far away in the desert. But you know what? And it's all grown up around him, and now he, he's laughing. He's got a cool shop, yep. and it's funny because, well, well, you know what? Let's just play the tape. It'll make sense. All right, sounds good. We made a special trip out to no man's land, Hesperia, California, which, um, well, growing up in Orange County, we would just never come out here because it was desert. But we now, would pass it. We would pass it, yeah. yeah. It's, you had to pass it to get to Las Vegas. Right. Why are we here again? Well, we wanted to come see the shop once and for all, Sadistic Ironworks, owned by Mr. Bobby Martins. And we had him on the phone couple months back and we had to see with our own eyes and we're like where he's way out here where so we're the shop we're driving home and we're like you know what i know who's out here let's swing by the shop so we went four past uh we went four exits past nowhere right and ended up at the place where there's a bunch of super sick exotic cars out front went up that's that's the shop yeah a slam lamborghini Uh, lamborghini lamborghini (laughs) bobby remind us how you ended up out here uh, moved out here back in, I think it was the late eighties, eighties. How's the quality of life out here? Better than, um, you, way better. Yeah. You grew up in Orange County or where? I grew up in Artesia. Kind of by Long Beach, right? Yeah. Cerritos, Artesia, Cypress, La Palma. So you have like a two tier shop here on top of the, uh, roof of your workspace inside the shop. Uh, looks like an old uh, Toyota mini truck. Yeah. What's up with that thing? Um, just has to get finished. The previous owner ran out of money, so got thrown up there, and then he sold it. So now the new owner wants to have it finished. Awesome. How long till it gets on your schedule for uh, finishing? Uh, I don't even know. Can we follow? Can we follow the progress of that? Yeah, we're gonna be following for years. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just want to know like what a mini like what a completely because it's just the shell of a cab and it looks like the chassis is done and stuff but yeah i want to see what a mini truck today would look like with today's technology and today's like everything that bobby has learned since he was doing mini trucks and has moved in the exact car space i want to see like what those lessons look like on a finished product today i think that'd be pretty cool yeah because full frame's done i'll probably end up redoing some of the stuff on the front clip and stuff like that but realistically that truck will never get done will it uh it'll probably get done next year oh really yeah and so what advancements since you got into this industry, there's been, I mean, airbag technology and all that kind of stuff. But Controllers, what, yeah, wheel tire technology. Well, but what, like, frame-wise, things like that, structurally, have things changed? Um, well, I think in the industry, yeah, because now everybody's buying bolt-on or bolt-together frames yeah. versus actually making something. Um, and that one's actually fully built. So it would actually be one of those things that are above everybody else. It'd be cool. I mean, I'd love to see what that thing would look like at SEMA. I think it would make a lot of a lot of noise to to see somebody who was originally doing mini truck stuff kind of return with the client. Yeah, it could be cool. And I think you know, probably honestly, the uh, the stance wheel entire package would look totally modern too, right? Versus maybe um, back then, yeah, or because you want to go totally old school. I'm not really sure. I mean, with the wheel, the way wheels are now, yeah, it's really hard because there's so many different varieties, right? I think it would be cool with with a uh, more modern wheel and tire fitment, just just to kind of give it a uh, updated look. But yeah, all right. When when you start working on this thing, you got to let us know because I want to I want to follow the progress. I think it'd be cool. All right. Have you ever got given any thought to selling frames the way that like Roadster Shop does, or offering parts and packages as opposed to just one-off custom builds? Um, we actually used to, um, but nobody would ever order anything, or they expected in two weeks so we just stopped doing it How about small parts the way that like little shop is doing these days uh, we used to do four links control arms front end control arm bag kits uh rear bag kits 
rear frame sections and stuff like that, but it just, it died out. What about for, for modern vehicles? I mean, we are surrounded right now by, what is this, a uh, Nissan what? GTR. A GTR. I've got a, 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 yeah, really wide body. <laughs> really, yeah, really wide. A 325 Toyo in the back and a 12-inch rim with a unbelievable offset. And then this Porsche, is this a Panamera? Panamera. Panamera. What are you doing to it? Uh, it's bagged. Uh, we're actually finishing up doing the stereo enclosure in the back and running on the wiring for the front controller and putting the controller in the flip-out cup holder. Nice. How much lower is this than stock? Uh, this is actually right height, um, the way it sits now. Okay. Well, how much lower will it be is what I'm saying? Uh, pretty much on the ground. That won't void your warranty at all. No. <laughs> it's all bolted. See, that's what you do is you take it into the Porsche dealer and you put it at you know, normal right height. They never know. Yeah, that's what most of our clients do. They just take it when they have it serviced and nobody knows the difference because the controllers are all hidden and everything like that's that. That's awesome. And how about the two Lamborghinis? Uh, one's on the ground and the other one outside is actually getting a harness bar. Oh, that's it. That's it. And where's that one from outside? Uh, the one outside is from Kansas. From Kansas. I wonder how to many, Southern California. I wonder how many Lamborghinis are in Kansas. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know. How'd the guy find one. you? I know one. Yeah, one. Right. Yeah. How'd the guy find you? Uh, we did his M6 last year, and he was out here from SEMA, and he just had it. He hit me up about doing it, and I had him reroute transport here. And this other Lamborghini, he's local? Uh, Las Vegas. All right, so tell us about that thing, that 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 dusty old thing in the corner. Here, you, I mean, we're surrounded by beautiful... Su- Come on over here. Come we're on, surrounded buddy. by beautiful supercars, but I want to know about the dusty old dually in the corner. <laughs> you want to buy it? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what is that, a uh, 454? Yeah. The old uh, 170 horse 454. Yeah, my grandparents had a fuel injected one in '89 Suburban. It's uh, this one's an '89 C30. This is the old three plus three cab. Yep. Yeah, buddy. Super clean though. It only has uh, 18,000 miles on. Really? Really? It was a uh, construction yard trailer move arounder. Okay. Truck. So the only wear in the truck was the actual driver's seat. <laughs> from oh, from Bubba sliding in yeah. and out 12 times Even a day. Even every single door panel's there, and it looks like nothing's ever been touched on the door panels. So what are you gonna do with it? What, how did it get in the state in the corner of your shop? All sad. It was being built for a guy in Japan, and uh, really, wow. Yeah, I don't know how it was gonna fit over there, but and he just lost interest in it. Uh, one of his uh, middle guys that was funding it and stuff like that ended up passing away. He ended up just not wanting to finish it. So it's here for the for the finishing forever for, for the duration of whoever wants it. All right. Well, you heard so it, it here. So it is for sale. C30. We should, we should take a picture of it and uh, post it so that uh, if any of our listeners are looking for a uh, half-built project and what's, yeah. uh, what's the price range of this thing? Uh, Ten. Ten. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. And the suspension's already done, right? Suspension's done. It's firewall back frame. It's already got wheels and tires. A stock four body drop. It's laying body. It's laying body and laying full frame. You know, I don't want to take away from those people who uh, Lightning might sell his uh, lifted uh, <laughs> <laughs> twenty or thirty five hundred dually too. But this is a slammed uh, square body dually, which is I'm sorry, uh, Lightning way cooler than your truck. Yeah, well, different different clientele. <laughs> yeah, different. Yeah. Very different clients. Yeah, go check out the rear. Right, that's what go. she said. <laughs> oh yeah, that's badass. So oh, wow, basically. It has a brand new frame off the back. It's it has brand good. new frame, brand new axles. Uh, rear end's been narrowed six inches. Freaking awesome! I like the uh, I like the tire size on it too because the it's not too much tire. It's just enough. Like yeah. I think proportionally, it looks right. It's just enough to where you can still tow with it. Yeah, and still be on the ground. Yep, you're not having any heat created by the uh, sidewalls touching and got bags it's got a cantilever style bilstein shock with uh with airbags this is all your work no. this this why, thing why could be really cool again? for somebody i uh, just don't want it. i'm never gonna finish it unless somebody pays you unless someone pays me and that's gonna be a lot of money all right so what would it cost to finish this uh, 50 probably around there with paint and everything that's not bad so you could be into a killer laying on the body air suspended square body three plus three 454 dually for, for 60. 60 grand yeah 
Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying I have 60 grand, but I could definitely see. You could sell that Barrett Jackson for probably 200 grand. Yeah, when you're done with it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that's the plan, Nate. We were talking about in the car before we started rolling. There's going to come a time when your cars are going to come up at Barrett Jackson or Meekum. They're going to roll across the line, and you're going to like, oh, I know what that guy has into it, and someone just made a lot of money. And your name is going to get out there in a really big way really fast. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be really cool to see that. Just like it does on the Truck Show Podcast. <laughs> We've talked about this before, this inter- interesting transformation that your, you know, your business has gone through from you know, the mini truck days to high-end exotics. And um, it looks like this is where you're here to stay. I would like you to continue to work on trucks, but I think you've, you might have outgrown us. We also have a Ferrari next door, too. Let's go see the Ferrari. I didn't know there was a next door. Oh, yeah. He's been hiding things from us, <laughs> Holman. I would hide things from us as well. <laughs> Bobby, how many show cars have uh, that you've made have appeared on magazine covers or on television? Uh, I don't know. Hey, there's a Ferrari in the air right here. Oh. What? Wow, that's what? a Ferrari. It's a uh, F430. Yes, it is. We're bagging this one doing uh, full titanium exhaust, front setup. I know we're truck guys, but I can totally appreciate this. This thing is uh, is gorgeous. Yeah, this one's from Seattle. What's the furthest away that you've had a customer? Um, you had Canadian cars, right? Yeah, Canadian cars. Middle we East? have uh, not Middle East yet. Okay. But I am open for it. Yeah, all right. Um, but Sweet. Delaware and New York, I believe, are the farthest ones. Okay. So people are just transporting these cars to you. Oh, yeah. I guess it's it's cheaper to have it transported than having it done twice. Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. it is. So tell us when, and I get it's the Truck Show podcast. I wish we were talking about trucks right now. He's got a couple disassembled ones, but let's talk about this Ferrari from, for a moment. Where do you even start? Tell me about this system right here. And we're not, we'll take a couple pictures and put them on social, but what are you doing to adjust this suspension so it lays frame and or body? Uh, we just take our, you know, your basic measurements of fully drooped and fully bumped and then build a suspension around it. Pretty much put the bag where it won't interfere with anything, with the control arms and the axles and steering and everything. Yeah, obviously else. you're you're putting it in the same space that the original suspension was in. Yeah, so you have much. all the clearances. It's just adjustable. Yeah, but hold on a second. The tire is not made to tuck up that far. So how are you opening up well, the top of the uh, the fender section? Uh, technically, they are. They're actually made to sit that low because the inner fenders are up high enough to where the suspension. Yeah, so if you put race suspension high. on it, you can lower it down yeah. and for aerodynamics. Yeah, because this one, as you can see, it's the inner fender goes up about a good. Maybe two and a half, three inches. And on a normal, say, a 295 or a 305, it'll actually tuck pretty much almost wheel. Got it like that. We tuck more wheel on supercars than most people do on trucks. That should be your slogan. (laughs) (laughs) Quite an operation you have here. There's enough stuff in here to build a car. (laughs) How many employees do you have? Uh, Me. No, well, I saw it coming. You got one other dude. He comes in on Saturday nights. It's just you? Yeah, me and my wife. How? What? How? What? You're cloned. There's another one of you running around. That's here. what everybody says. There's, uh, there's, you know, elves or something that's in in yeah, the microwave right. or the refrigerator. They pop out when I leave. But as you can see, it's what it's seven seven o'clock at night on a Saturday. On a Saturday, and here you are. We'll probably be here till midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Getting it done, making beauty. It's amazing because once you close the door here, and there's just a sadistic ironworks sign on the building, you'd never know that there was four million dollars of cars inside. Yeah. Probably, uh, that's probably good. Maybe, don't, maybe, don't I, shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't that. talk about that? <laughs> yeah, don't talk about that. <laughs> I don't know your address. Well, I guess I could look it up the way you read it. pretty easy, too. <laughs> He's got alarm and, and pit bulls everywhere. Wow, that is a big duck. Oh, let's put it Stay back, stay back. Get away from oh, it's me. On my, it's on my foot. Oh, he's well, angry. This is not going red well. eyes. This is not. Yeah, Blood in his Oh, wait, teeth. there's a dog in there. I heard that dog. That's a little bitty dog. That's a little dog. <laughs> that's See, it's fake. That's, yeah. that's the dog that lulls you to a sense of security, and you think that if you came in here, then really the big dog will come get Look, you after can that. We, can we, Holman, 
this is how the work gets done. Look at the trash can over here. This right here. Those yeah, are, there's a are, lot of Red, boy Bulls. Red Bulls. Tall, tall boy Red, Red Bulls. Bulls. <laughs> no, Bob, you have quite something going on over here. We're going to go peruse around and sit in some lowered cars. So I know that, you know, we talked a lot about supercars and stuff, but I got to go back to the guy has mini trucks in his rafters. I know. And he has an old C33 plus 3 dually. You were salivating bad. over that, that thing. thing. Was cool. I cool. To me, it was cool, but I, I don't know. I, I would have liked to see the Toyota forklifted down and onto the floor and that one be well, fixed the, up the problem first. was though is you were fanboying over all the exotics that were in there yeah I was shocked you know what I was shocked about what how the build quality of the Ferrari was and even he had mentioned well hold on a second not his build quality no, the no, Ferrari no, the itself the Ferrari itself for the amount of money and you're looking at it you're going those are the fasteners like perfect example the Pininfarina badge mm-hmm. plastic yeah you pointed that out and I also I was surprised by that yeah, I don't know why. Then it should be at least, I mean, it's a little tiny piece of billet. I, I'm, yeah. Hmm. And then the welding on some of the subframes, mm-hmm. not really spectacular. You'd expect it to be gorgeous TIG I welding. I have honestly seen better welding, and this is meant as a compliment, at like Arclight Fab in Aaron's shop. Mm-hmm. Like the, the welds that they're doing or at Melway at Off-Road Evolution or right. you know at Dynatrack. Like the way those guys laid down beads are unbelievable. And then you see stuff coming out of the Ferrari factory, and you're like, Dude, did Guido have a bad Friday or something, or right? a hot date, or was he drunk on Monday? Like, they just weren't super pretty, and I was sort of taken aback by that. If you're gonna have a car costing hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, you think I would expect there to be killer welds? And yeah, just welds. I agree. So I don't even think they could qualify to use the "Tig Only Shop" hashtag that Ryan Kibbe started. No, Kibbe's welds are a gazillion <laughs> times better than what we saw in the subframe of that Ferrari. Yeah, it just wasn't that impressive. Although one thing I was impressed with is. When he was talking about, you know, uh, to us about tucking so much wheel in the mm-hmm. wheel wells, is that a lot of those cars are designed, you know, to be lowered so low for the racetrack that they have big inner fender. No, wait a minute, you're stealing my thunder because that's the part that I couldn't get over. Well, I was like, I thought that all these cars had to be sawzall. They, they had to sawzall out the yeah, yeah the 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 wheel well to tuck them, and no. He just allows the suspension to droop further. Droop? Yep. No, tuck. Tuck. Yeah, tuck much further. Because I thought he was trying. Now, some he does have to remove the inner yeah. fender liners yeah. for a lot of trucks. And, and, and the Bentley, I think he said he had to do. Dude, he dumped a Bentley. We come around the corner and we're like, where is his shop? Yeah. Oh, oh, his shop is. is right yeah. there. It's, it's well, that, Lamborghini, 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 yeah. Bentley, Mercedes. And they're all on the frame. Yeah. Well, then the funny thing, too, was he was talking about... Um, how the best daily drivers are like Lambos because they're based on the Audi platform, right? And so a lot of changes have been done to the Lambos in the last few years to allow them to be like a pretty reliable daily driver and not so much supercar-y, which uh, it's funny because I see a ton of those out and about driving in SoCal. And, and I just thought it was just, you know, things you don't think about being a truck guy. You never get to exposed to all the cool, you know, exotics. So yeah, we drooled a little bit over there. We left a few puddles. I think, oh, that sounds disgusting. I <laughs> Think that you soiled he the uh, is gonna Panamera. We're we're gonna we're gonna the time will come that he will build like the ultimate lower truck, don't you think? Because well, he, well, he said that if somebody were to uh, want to buy the uh, C30, he would now, finish it. No, he doesn't want to. Yeah, he, he doesn't does. want to. No, for sixty grand, he does. Oh, for sixty grand. No, I mean, what's gonna happen is he's gonna do a bunch of exotics for the next couple of years. He's gonna make a mint. He's gonna he's gonna be. Famous for that. And then, like many artists, he's going to go back to his roots. We'll see. Yeah, so if you want to see some killer trucks, some crazy exotics, everything, 
as low as you can go. Yes. Uh, that's a great Instagram account. Just eye candy. Dude, like, when he cool lowered the Lamborghini and yeah. I was right next to it, like, and, and you're like, we it was like we have a video of you fanboying out on that and and, and you you can hear the uh, not the spoiler the um, what do you no call not the, the valance the splitter the splitter the, lower, can, the chin you, spoiler you can hear the chin spoiler go it crack it was making cracking noises it was it, so low it didn't crack but no, no. it sounded like but, it was because yeah. it was on that chin spoiler yeah that chin spoiler was getting ground into some concrete <laughs> for sure. Holman, now that we're back in the studio, I think we should, um, let's revisit what's new in trucks, because I have a feeling we've missed a lot. We have missed so much, because it's been like six shows since we've done it. The, the truck the truck world has not slowed down while we were doing other things. No, it's starting it to way. pass us by. All it right, is. let's get into it. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Oh, oh we still have it. Oh, man. I, I wasn't sure we were going to do it, to be honest with you. Because <laughs> I looked at you and you looked at me out of the corner. So I was like, that we, got it, we got it. We got it. We oh, can do it. Man. We can do it. All right. What do you have for me? Man, there is so much stuff going on. I don't even know where to start. Well, all right. Uh, that was What's New in Trucks. <laughs> but I'm going to try. Okay, good. All right, what do you say we start with a big one? That's what she said. Oh, oh feels she? good to be back in studio. Oh, man, yeah, you haven't had all those <laughs> buttons at your disposal. Oh, I love it. There's all sorts of stuff. Like, for instance, General Motors has like 47 stories that, is, that have come out in the last week. Well, we're going to have to start somewhere. Let's not do all 47. Okay. We're going to lose listeners. Uh, but we might not. They I, might be- 47 they, is too many. They might. All right, so we'll, we'll mix it up a little bit. Okay. All right, so there was a, a post by a GM Defense. Based on the all-new Chevy Silverado 1500. And if uh, you guys remember the ZH2, which was a Colorado ZR2, but hydrogen-powered for the Army, that came out a while back. No, don't remember that at all. It was the very first place that the Multimatic shocks were shown on the Colorado, before anybody knew they were coming. Okay. Okay, so this is where the story gets interesting. If you go to trucktrend.com or fourwheeler.com, GM Defense unveils Concept Silverado ZH2. It's a hydrogen fuel cell powered truck that they want on the battlefield. Now, hydrogen ha- has a bunch of you know benefits. Number one, silent mode. It makes distilled water as an emission. Uh, so the soldiers have so, something so, to drink? Uh, yep, yep. And no, they're not really. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh. And it's a hydrogen fuel cell, and it makes enough power to power an entire encampment. Um, so there's all these benefits to having it. But if you watch the video, and so we talked to Tim and said, "Is the, Tim Herrick at General Motors. Yeah, yeah. We talked to him and we said, hey, so is there going to be a ZR2 Silverado like the Colorado? And he's like, oh, we don't talk about things like that. Blah, 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 right? So that means yes. Well, so here's what's interesting. Nobody at GM would even give us a, a wink or a nod and they're holding that one really tight. In the video, as they're panning through the suspension of the ZH2 Silverado, yeah. there they were. Multimatic shocks on the Silverado. Oh. So I'm not saying it's coming, but I'm telling you a ZR2 Silverado is on the way, and that was a damn teaser for everybody. Oh, my Lord. And um, I, you know, we talked about the shocks a lot because you had a chance to go off-road in them. Can you imagine them on a bigger truck with two or three inches more travel? Amazing. Would be pretty awesome. I was really impressed with those shocks. They were, for a nine-inch travel truck, It, it we were hammering down, and it was pretty... Pretty unbelievable. We were taking whoops that uh, you'd only expect to take in like a side by side, or were, you, or a bigger truck like a Raptor or something like that. You were puckering. I was, and there were a few times where you we pu- we you both puckered. Yeah, we both thought, uh oh, <laughs> and then it was fine. Yeah, it was fine. But but again, the the fact that GM Defense has a set of Multimatic DSSV spool valve shocks 
on a Silverado platform is pretty cool. And I'm telling you, look for a ZR2 Silverado coming some at some point. I don't know for sure. This isn't anything that I'm leaking out. I'm just telling you I saw him in the video and went, ah, you're doing it again. I've seen this movie before. Would they do it on an HD or would it just be a 1500? Well, this is on a 1500 because yeah. the HDs aren't out yet. I understand that. doesn't that. mean it can't be done. If you remember, GMC had the all-terrain con, uh, concept a while back that was based on an HD. That was like a raptorized, oh, if man, you will. would that be amazing. Diesel, Allison, crew cab with 35-inch tires or 37. So much yes. Yes. So much yes. Bucket fulls of yes. Yes. Like uh, a vat. A it, vat of yes? Yeah, a vat of yes. Would it be it's like, like, well, because uh, it's boiling and it's hot. Would it be a vat like where it's really sticky where you can't even get it all out because there's so much yes stuck to the side and like all caramelized to it? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. It'll forever stay in that bowl? Ooh, I like caramelized. Yeah. That's a, it's a good- that's Caramelized a good, yes? Yeah, caramelized <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did you, uh, I, okay, so you and I didn't get down to the Mopar booth at SEMA, ashamedly so. Uh, we were so no. busy, and I meant to get down there, and it, we just didn't happen. Mm-mm. We were too busy creating I barely content. made it through the Chevy booth, yeah. and I barely made it over to Nissan. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so apparently there were a couple of Ram concepts. I'm listening. So one was like a more badass Rebel. Okay. Which sort of looks like the TRX concept that came out a couple of years ago to tease the Ram Raptor fighter. Hey, I'm totally lying. I did go through Mopar, and I did see that. Well, then what the hell? Because Why did didn't, we do it on the show? Because it didn't. It, it, I, I I barreled through the booth. Dude, now that but now you that realize you realize words, it's hidden in plain sight. GM did it with their ZH2, and Mopar did it with their freaking Ram I, Rebel. Well, now that you're saying that, uh, it's occurring to me that I stood next to it and I uh, and I looked at it. and I go, "There's something interesting about this," uh, and then I yes. moved on. Ugh. Oh my God! I blew and it. we could have had them on the show to talk about I it. So maybe it. we need to it. do that. I'm sorry. Anyway, here's the deal. You know when you get in that mode where you're just you're blazing through, and yeah, I could have been on fire and I wouldn't have noticed it. You know. Here's the deal. There was a TRX concept, and this and it was based on the old truck. This is a Moparized version of the Rebel. That looks has a lot of styling cues from that TRX concept. Okay. Yeah. You make the you make the call. I feel like carrots are being dangled and things like that, but that's not the only thing that was there. Okay. So we've been talking about is the return of the sport truck coming, the lowered truck. And I think you and I both agree that it is. At the show, in Mopar's booth, was a custom lowered Ram fifteen hundred on big old wheels. I, I want to say it might have been there uh, a, a two inch drop. Very Although cool. that's not really low. That's just a little yeah, low. Yeah, but there's a lot of wheel and tire. Like for a company like Ram to even be playing in that space, and if you think about it, a two-inch drop still allows decent wheel travel for ride quality, which you're going to want if you're an OEM, right? Had 22-inch wheels, just a, a, a bitchin' two-tone black and like a gunmetal. It just was an awesome truck. And again, we it's SEMA. It. We missed it. And they're dangling in front of us. I know. Yeah. How did we miss that? I don't. I don't know. I think we need to have uh, some Ram folks on to uh, yes, tell us that we are dumb and that we missed two y- Ram yes. trucks in their booth. Yeah, it's are, not like we don't know anyone from Ram. Right. That that are hinting at things that we should probably be aware of. <sighs> we are deeply <laughs> sorry. Are we apologize to ourselves or to our <laughs> listeners for that? I think because we blew it. We should, we, we, we should have identified it, and we didn't. All right. In other news, at the uh, 2018 Sao Paulo International Motor Show down in Brazil... VW released their Taroq 
pickup truck. Say what? Yes, they're Tarok pickup truck. So how's that spelled? T-A-R-O-K. Tarok. Tarok? Tarok. Tarok. Now they had the hmm. the uh, the tan oak was the one previous to this. Who's naming these things? I just it's Volkswagen. Where what country are they going to? Uh, well, what does this mean? In what language? Well, let's back up a little bit. Uh, we can't. This room is too small. Okay, so the truck <laughs> looks like it's another unibody. It's oh. not like the Amarok, which is a real pickup truck, body on frame. This is like another Honda original. Wait, wait, go through these three names again: the Amarok, the Tarok, uh-huh. and, and the tan oak, and the tan oak. Yes, there's you know oh. Duh, it's Klingon. Is that what it is? <laughs> it's got to be. I think it's uh, actually indigenous people tribes. Oh. Something like that. Boy, yeah. would that be an insult uh, to it, call- uh, Funny funny story is, you know, notice that there was the Tiguan. Yeah. And there was the um, uh, the Touareg. Right. And the newest SUV to come out of Volkswagen is called the Atlas. Oh. Because they realized it was hard for people searching on the internet for a new SUV to spell the name of their freaking vehicles. So they were like- we need to name something easy for Americans to sure. be able to type. Sure, sure, that makes sense. So anyway, that's hence why Atlas is in there when everything else sounds like uh, all the guys tribe. in charge of their uh, search engine optimization are yeah. going stop it with the stupid <laughs> names. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, it looks like they're working on yet another Honda Ridgeline type vehicle. Please, please, dear God, don't make it come here. Yeah, I mean, we'll deal with it. We'll make fun of it. No, I mean, <laughs> plenty of plenty of making fun of it. In fact, uh, would you say there'd be bedloads of fun that we could uh, lob at it? Bed loads? Yeah, bed loads. No. Truck no. loads. Truck loads? Yeah, not okay. bed loads. All right, truck loads. Bed loads sounds like something uh, pick happens. Up, pick no, up bed loads. Uh, bed load is something that <laughs> happens when you've you've had way too much to drink. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and moving, on, moving on, moving on, <laughs> moving on. Okay, so we have been talking about the Colorado ZR2 a lot lately, right? Mm. And there's one parked outside the studio. I've actually had listeners send us links of people who have had their side impact airbags go off while off-roading. Oh. Uh, quite a few of them that were making really? rounds on the internet. Caused by what? Off-roading. No, I get, but like what type uh, of jarring did it? Off-roading. Just in general? Just driving down and kaboom. Pfft. Oh, that's got to be so scary. And thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars because you have to replace the headliner and the airbag modules and all that stuff. Well, that, that's, so, that's got to be, that's on that's on warranty, right? Well, so... There have been, uh, there's a brouhaha in the ZR2 community over the past few months as GM tried to figure out what was going on and as owners complained and as people said, you know, this basically ruined my truck, insurance isn't paying, insurance says GM should pay, all this stuff going on. GM made an announcement that they are making it right to the 11 ZR2 owners that have official reports in the GM that blew their side airbags. They have now done an engineering validation on a new calibration. So when you take your ZR2 in for your next oil change, mm-hmm. they will update the software on the uh, side impact airbags. And so now they won't deploy at all, even in an accident. <laughs> no, that's not correct. <laughs> they will deploy only in an accident, not off-road. Okay. What's cool is they are going to make whole those 11 people and, and make sure that they get compensated and their trucks get fixed properly. Okay, well, good. So, you know, good to see, uh, good to see a company like Chevrolet, General Motors, stepping up for, obviously, a performance variant should have a little more leeway in the types of things we can do. I was going to tell you about it on Saturday when we were wheeling, and I'm like, nope. Because if it I, goes off, you would have loved to look over and seen the well, look on my face. I was just thinking that you would be too worried about it, that you'd be like, slow down, slow down, slow down. So I just didn't tell you. Yeah. It's probably best because I yeah. had a good time. No, you had, a, you had a great time. And so Chevrolet has a, a number. You can contact the local dealer or Chevrolet customer assistance, 1-800-833-2438 if you have a side impact issue with those airbags on your Colorado ZR2 or you have questions about 
making, uh, you know, getting your truck upgraded uh, or updated to the newest standard. And uh, the statement goes to say, we're incredibly proud of the ZR2 and the off-road capability it offers and are encouraged to see customers are using the truck as intended. I have a question. How are Colorado's selling as compared to Silverado's? I believe they are the number two midsize truck. Okay. And I know that midsize trucks... Tacoma. Right. Frontier. I understand that they are that, that space is up. growing really, yes. really fast. But any idea how many they're selling? If you had to guess? No, I know exactly how much they've sold. Uh, in the past four years, they've sold 428,792. Oh, that was on that report right there? No, and something different, but I, I, felt, <laughs> I felt the question coming. Gotcha. Uh, Colorado has been uh, a, a major, major seller for Chevy, right? And Chevrolet came back, and they were the only company with a three-truck strategy that wasn't GMC, which is also a yeah. three-truck strategy. Um, Nissan has their three-truck strategy now with XD and Titan. But when uh, Colorado was reintroduced, it was sort of a big deal because everybody thought, oh, you're going to kill Silverado sales. But everything seems to be a winner with a three-truck strategy Okay, because of their sales and as a little bit of a nod to all their fans. There are uh, two brand new Colorado Special Editions coming out for 2019. There's a street-focused RST. Oh. So again, street-focused. I'm telling you, it's, it's coming. I mean, and it's not like slammed with big wheels, but it's, it's bigger wheels. It looks nice. Um, they have that Chevrolet grill. Oh yeah, you know the I'm one that you like. I'm, I, yeah, are you not warmed up? Warmed up I, to I, it? I don't like it. I like oh, the, really? I like the bowtie. Still like grill. the bowtie. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's the same grill that's on the AEV Bison. All right, the Bison edition of the yeah. Of okay, the color, okay, okay, okay. So now you can get that, and they have the uh, trail focused uh, Z7. They have the trail focused Z71 Trail Runner is what they're calling it. So it's sort of a mix of some of the Bison bits, but not quite all the way on a ZR2. So it kind of gives your Z71. There's like a mid model in between a Z71 and a ZR2. Okay. Basically, uh, kind of. Rounding out, you know, more more options and more special editions for Colorado, and, and sort of taking the that market two point two point eight liter diesel, the Duramax. Yeah. Any idea how that thing's selling? Uh, I don't know what the breakdown is, but um, does it your does it does your gut tell you that it's selling well, yes. or is it just a it's a small percentage? It's definitely a percentage of overall sales, but I think it's it's exceeding the business plan that Chevy put in place. Oh, really? I would say so. Yes. Okay. Good. And then, in uh, as long as we're talking about Colorado and ZR2 and Bison and all that, uh, pricing got announced for the ZR2 Bison. Oh, we've been waiting. That's right, yes. because uh, we had uh, your we had buddy Matt, on the phone. Matt on, yeah. Yeah, and and he was like, no, can't say. Yeah. So uh, that came out forty-eight thousand oh forty-five. Mm. Which That's is actually a little steep. I think yeah, it's actually cheaper than the ZR2 we have out front right now. It is what's by a couple thousand dollars. And Man, the midsize. And if you think about it, mm. it's also cheaper than a Jeep Wrangler Rubicon, which is sort of what they were going for. Yeah. Yeah. It's just those I things are so my expensive reaction, now. My reaction is just, yeah, they're all so yeah. expensive. Yeah, it should be. I, I would I would see those trucks at forty and be happy. Yeah. Fifty, I'm looking at other places to maybe spend my money. I'm yeah. just I'm not so sure I want a Volkswagen smegma. Nope, not a smegma oh, at no. all. Nope. Okay. I'm was thinking maybe a uh Nissan Titan. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yes. <laughs> right? Right there. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. That was a high five for no yeah, like that. Reason. I don't know. I don't, I'm like, we weren't saying five Well, it was good that you or... looped back Nissan because that is actually the answer. But because the Titan, go. remind me, the, the price of a, a Titan. Well, you can get a Pro 4X for, for you know, really low 50s, really nicely equipped, right? So you're not that far away. So if you're knocking on 50s door and you can get an off-road truck for... Hello, 50. Can I come in? <laughs> yeah. And you can get a full-size truck. Then it's sort of like... That's you know get more capability, more comfort, bigger size, still get to go off road. Right, right, right. Hold on, what, hold on a second. Fifty, can I come in? <laughs> yeah, do you, I don't know. <laughs> do you have a loan, sir? 
Uh, also, did you guys uh, hear about all the fires going on in California right now? Uh, we live here, so yes. I meant our listeners. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they have. Uh, did you guys hear yeah, about- Yeah, when, when, when it's on CNN and Fox and everything else, yes, they know there's fires going on. But I mean, it's gnarly. One okay. of my best friends at the radio station yes. lost his home- I saw your post. His car and everything. Which is, I, I, that's unimaginable devastation. Yeah. Unimaginable. And everything he owned, minus some minor belongings that they could shove in their car and get out, melted. Yeah. That's- that's that's tough, right? Yeah. So there is a guy up in Northern California. If you want to go on his Instagram, it's the underscore Pandra, who drives a. Tundra. Oh, this is the marshmallow co- the marshmallow truck. tundra. Yeah. So he had uh, he works at the local hospital. I, I'm guessing he's uh, an RN or something like that. And he had gone in the town of Paradise, which is in, not in where we are, but Northern California, which was absolutely wiped out by the fires. And uh, he went back in the fire in his truck to rescue people and bring them to safety. The BF Goodrich tires are still on the rims. The truck is absolutely charred. There are literally the, holes closely, in the door. Look closely at the tires. They look like the tread has been melted. Oh, yeah. The whole truck's been... The grill's melted. The headlights... No, but I mean, like, the tread is it's, now... It's like, yeah. yeah, yeah it's but they made it. They held air. Right. Um, Toyota just announced they're going to give him a new truck. I saw that. That's very That's cool. Awesome. I reached out to him on Instagram and asked him if he would like to come on the show and tell his side of the story. I'm guessing he's a little bit busy right now. Yeah. But um, hopefully uh, he'll, he'll reach back out because I think that would be an amazing story to tell our listeners. Yeah. Do you think that uh, Toyota went, suck it, helpful Honda dealers? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. If you we got, got you. Yeah. I mean, if, if it wasn't so tragic in the way it happened, right? Yeah. But uh, they wrote, their, their tweet was, we are humbled you'd risk your life in Toyota Tundra to drive people to safety. Don't worry about your truck. We're honored to get you a new one. Yeah, that's very cool. That's 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 awesome. It's it's great to see big corporations step up and and recognize the human element and in the way people love their trucks, use their trucks, see their trucks as tools. And guess what? When there's a hurricane, when there's an earthquake, it's not Honda Civics out rescuing people. Dude, they were it's monster trucks. trucks. These were mall crawlers saving a lot of people. Heck yeah, yeah. In the south. Oh yeah, that was very cool to see. Hey, when you have a fifty to sixty inch water fording uh, capability, because yeah. your airbox is so tall, dude. I took when when remember when we had a flood. What was it? Uh, I don't know. Like uh, just about a year ago. Yeah, yeah. About two years ago now. Two years. It was yeah. two years ago. Yeah. yeah. And and the pumping stations by my house in Long Beach turned off. Uh-oh. So what happened is all the streets had like three to four feet of standing water, and it was it was it was waist high because the pumping stations weren't sending it out to the storm drains uh, that all go out to the ocean, and so there were trucks or cars in the intersections that stalled and couldn't be couldn't couldn't move out of the way. So went out there with my truck and <laughs> yep. literally pulled them out, pulled them over to parking lots then on higher ground. I uh, I did that with my uh, my JK, which is up a three and a half inch lift on thirty sevens. Yeah, same storm, flooding that was at least a foot deep, and uh, there was a cop standing on the edge of uh, the intersection where it's crowned, and he had the street blocked off, and you could look down the street, and there were a ton of people stranded with water up to their doors. Right, like door handles. Yeah, not getting yeah, out. Just, not, yeah, yeah. So the officer is like, "Hey, there's no more tow trucks. They're towing other people out." He goes, "I can't make it." Can you help out? I'm like, heck yeah. So I literally had my duck hunting waders on. Yes, I have duck hunting waders. (laughs) Of course you do. My camo duck hunting waders and grabbed a tow strap, drove my Jeep out to the middle of an intersection with 12 to 18 inches of water and started hooking up cars and pulling them in the parking lots on the side. That's when a tow strap is fun. And that is one of the few times you'll ever see a dude in camo waders cruising around (laughs) Southern California. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. One other story, which is uh, kind of cool, is... uh, 
there's going to be a baby Bronco that is released by Ford, and apparently somebody found a photo of a dealer meeting online on Ford's website, an unprotected part of the website, and posted it. Oh, no. Someone's busted. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to see what the next generation baby Bronco looks like, uh, you might want to head over to trucktrend.com and, uh, and check it out. So a lot of news today. Yep. You know what that is? Uh, no. What? What's new in trucks? Yes, it is. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you, Truck Industry, thank for you. providing us stuff to talk about. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Woo! Thank you. You in the back. Yeah. You're the best. You're in the front. <laughs> Keep clapping. <laughs> What's wrong Man, with us? You changed. You changed. That sounds way better than your old one. The old one sounded like four people clapping. Yeah. And like one of them was a one-year-old that couldn't quite get their hands together. I have different uh, different applauses. Oh, man. That's, an, that's pretty impressive. All right. Now that we've uh, caught up on truck news, why don't we give uh, Will Beatty over at Centerforce a call? Uh, yes, please. Hello? Is this Will Beatty? Cheers. This is Lightning and Holman from the Truck Show Podcast. What's up, dude? What's happening, dude? We'd like to talk about truck things. Are you good with that? I'm good. <laughs> okay, good. We have an intro. Don't say anything. Welcome to the parts department. Screw, nut, filter, oil, grill, tools, wheels, tires, brakes, lights, gears, belts, and your wife warns you not to. Don't you spend our money. And then you'll want to come back. Now, Will, we want to spend money with you. Is that okay? Our wives will be sure. fine with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your wife, maybe. <laughs> so what's up, man? Long time no see. I tried to catch up with you at SEMA, and literally every time I went by your booth, you weren't there. So either you were not at SEMA or you go to the bathroom a lot. Dude, I was all over the place trying to trying to be as famous as you. Oh, dang! Well, he, he could have come to see us. We were up above the in the Lund booth, and yeah. we were kind of sitting targets. That's true. That's true. Well, we I, tr- I I actually did go to the Lund booth. I didn't <gasps> see you there though. Ooh, oh, burn! I know. Well, we, it's because we were uh, we were going around SEMA trying to be as famous as you. All right, let's, yeah. let's, let's stop with the shenanigans. So what's up, man? We, we've got to talk to you about truck and Jeep clutches because we've had this conversation about manual transmissions and how everything would be right in the world and manufacturers are doing less and less. Yet there's this one little clutch company who's still making some killer manual transmission parts, and that would be yours. Yeah, yeah, you should know. I, I have a center force in my, uh, in my JK with your heavy, uh, heavy-duty flywheel and yeah. transform that Jeep on the trail. I absolutely love it. Let me ask yeah, you, I did this. Before, b- before we jump into this, um, what would bring the, the average off-roader to center force? Like, what is the ailment that you immediately identify and go, I need their solution? So, Holman, in your case, what was it? No, it was that heavy flywheel that really was key, especially when, uh, you know, the Jeep got away from the straight six, you know, and they went to the V6 that doesn't have low-end torque. And ah. so we went old school technology, just, you know, the best way to do that is to put more inertia on the back of the crank and fool that engine into thinking it's a larger cubic inch than it actually is. So what that allows you to do on the trail is, so the 3.6 is notorious. So so go back to J- Wrangler JKs. The JK generation has two engines, the 3.8, which is often referred to as the quote-unquote minivan motor, and then the 3.6, which is the Pentastar. By the way, also a minivan yeah. motor, but nobody calls it <laughs> that. Uh, the 3.8 was great for torque. Amazing engine on the uh, on the trail. 
Um, not as you know torquey down low as the old straight six, but not bad at all. But it was awful on the highway. So then the 3.6 yeah. came out and was great on the highway, but has absolutely no low-end torque. So on the trail, you can't really lug the engine without stalling it. You, it's hard if you're in first gear, low range, to let it crawl because it just doesn't have enough torque. So what Center Force does is they have a higher, um, a heavier flywheel. So like Will was saying, there's more inertia. and allows you to crawl and, and won't allow your vehicle to stall as easily. And as Will said, tricks it into thinking it's got more torque and displacement than it really does. Correct. And I believe- no, my Jeep, because I, I, you know, obviously I bought that. 2017 JK and I played around with it and the stock Jeep uh, will pretty much die uh, I put it in first gear and was messing around with it and just you know drag it on the brake and the thing would pretty much die right away no no kidding yeah with stock with a stock clutch and you know went uh, in the 410 gearing I put our clutch and flywheel package in the same thing you have and I'm able to to drag it down to about 300 rpm before to die now so which, oh, which is huge yeah. on the trail, right? Yeah, because yeah. what people don't realize, they think that off-roading with a clutch is way more difficult than an automatic. But the reality is it isn't. Once you have selected your gear, you stay in it, and you keep that clutch mm-hmm. foot flat on the floor, and you let the engine do its thing. Well, having a clutch that won't slip and a heavier flywheel will allow the engine you know, more tractability and the ability to lug down lower to keep chugging over obstacles so you're not stalling it out all the time. You could almost get out of the thing and just, you know, watch it go. If you had a servo and a remote, you could kind of steer it yourself and watch it, you know? <laughs> I've seen people do that where it's, uh, like, easy obstacles and they hop out and walk mm-hmm. next to their, their off-road vehicle while it's <laughs> just sort of lugging along, which is cool. Yeah. But uh, And I believe the flywheel-based, uh, the flywheel in my JK, I think, is based on, it wasn't like a 427 Corvette or something like that. that really? That's what you guys based that, that design off of? The pressure plate, yeah. Actually, was a uh, you're correct. That's exactly what it was. It was a ten and a half pattern, but it's actually the ten nine five clutch, and that's what we put in the, the JKs. And that was that pressure plate was the same one that you would put in uh, the four twenty seven uh, Corvette. So I have Corvette parts in my Jeep. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's so fast. Yeah, right. I was just going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are also known for uh, doing uh, upgraded uh, applications for the diesel market as well, which is probably the last Correct. bastion of clutches in full-size pickup trucks. There's You can't really get one anymore. Uh, I guess the Cummins with the G56 was probably the last one? The last, and that's a special order nowadays. So, Yeah, I think chassis cab still has them, but not on the consumer trucks. And then I know uh, for the Tacoma guy, you can still get a stick. Colorado, you can mm-hmm. still get a stick. Frontier, you can still get a stick. Do you guys have applications for those as well? The diesel market has really worked out well for us because we have that that twin disc that's actually in our bread van that you've seen as well. So the good old bread van. You got to see the Center Force bread van. It took a while to get it to where it is now, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if Will Will probably doesn't want to go down that that road. But. Why Why does it? Why, it's, I, you have to now. Why was it his the the bane of his existence? Yes. Why? Yeah, it took so long, and it was just a bad deal. We took the wrong builder, you know, uh, and for your listeners, if you're ever building anything, uh, do research on your builder, do research on your builder, research, 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 uh, and uh, get a contract. Uh, we did not, and uh, our builds ended up going four times over budget. So many uh, delays. I mean, Sean knows we were supposed to de- debut it at SEMA, and the Friday before SEMA, I was told it was being put in on a trailer. And Tuesday morning, I get a text saying, not going to make it. 
Oh no! Yeah, we kind of figured that, and then it finally did. We did get it a week prior to the next year's SEMA. What? And and it still wasn't right. They had to have somebody else go through it, fix all the wiring, the fire hazard, literally things trying to catch on fire. The wheel fell off uh, for. What? Not even 400 miles out from where we picked it up. The builder didn't know diesel, so he didn't put enough uh, gear oil in the rear end. So, you know, it's a full floater axle, and the uh, the axle bearings burned up. Oh, my Lord. So did you threaten a lawsuit against the dude? Uh, it, no, yeah, it's uh, it was, that's a big, big... Uh, a little uh, a bird's nest that I don't even want to get into. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Okay. I, I'm, I, but here, I, I don't I'm, mean to pick the scab off, but I, I'm, yeah. I'm interested in those stories because, well, <laughs> you know, because Will, we do talk to a lot of guys that do, uh, you know, they, they hire builders for. Oh, that's a oh, that's an awesome van. Nothing awesome. I would never have. I'm looking at the van now. That those the color scheme that you've got on there is really super yeah. sick. It's white. Is it is it black or it's brown? Sil- I can't sil- tell. Silver, black, it's black. Center, center force colors. So okay, center force force yeah. orange. They're silver. Orange. They're black, dude. Yeah. That thing is super a dope. Slam dually. Oh, it, it's it is sweet. I mean, it's got a a twin turbo Cummins diesel uh, with our with our twin disc clutch uh, with the G fifty six. So it meant dynodes fifteen hundred foot pounds. You know, in a so, bread van. That's so badass. Yeah. We need to put up a picture. Of that yeah, thing yeah. On we, our we'll, Insta. We'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. Yeah. So the. Uh, the Center Force bread van is awesome, especially because it's it's a stick. So you finally got the it, thing it, back, it, Will, and then and yeah. and it, it it's it's everything that if you hadn't if I didn't know that there was a horror story behind this, I'd think that that was a badass build from start to finish. But it, it obviously oh, looks it, amazing now. So you get you yes. got someone to clean it all up and, and and polish it. You know, we we had to totally tear it back apart and rewire the entire thing, re, redo the the frame system on it because he'd actually, you know, you do a. a where we, you know, notch, notch for the rear end, you know, where you go. Up oh, see notch, yeah. Yeah, yeah, notch. notch okay. Yep. So what he did, he actually took frame material, welded on top of it, butt welded and butt welded. And Ooh. then we thought, okay, we thought, okay, well, that's fine, but as long as it's plated. Well, so from the outside, it looked like it was plated. It wasn't. He didn't fill it all, the weld all the way in on butt weld. Put uh, JB Weld in there. And made it look like it was flush. So what? I thought when I first saw it, I thought it was plated. He put JB Weld in there? Is it a joke? Yeah. What? Yeah. yeah. That's what, so, that's why this is a sensitive subject. For I'm friend, sorry, Will. but well, yeah. I, yeah. It, it, it hurts. I know it hurts Will to talk about it, but again, <laughs> the finished product is badass. Yeah. And so, it is. and if it saves a listener from making, the, I don't want to say the same mistake. Sorry, Will, but if yeah. it saves them the heartache of of having their dream truck. And, and, you know, Will, I think you showed me this maybe two years before you started building it because you're like, what do, what do you think if we built this? Yeah, it took two years for us to, to get it, and it was supposed to be like a six-month deal. Where? And then he went and added things on that we didn't ask for and charged us buku dollars for all this stuff. And it's like, well, we didn't ask for that. Then he charged a storage fee. I just got rejected. Oh, my gosh. Where's okay. it at today? It's at our shop. Do you guys ever just pile in and take it to lunch? It's yeah, the thing is, is you know, obviously, yeah. After we've gone through so much stuff with it, you know, complete frame off and redoing the frame. The answer is no. <laughs> uh, no, we do take it out every once in a while, but it's uh, it's kind of so nice. You really don't want to 
screw it up. It's in a uh, jeweler's uh, pedestal. Yeah, right, with, with some spotlights with, on with, it. With glass and LEDs. And, no, yeah. and it's got those lasers that you, if you put the smoke, you can see the laser oh, yeah. across. It's, the stereo system's unbelievable. I mean, it's got the largest ragtop you could even think about <laughs> in a five-foot by four-foot ragtop. Oh, my so, Lord. I think it's so awesome. You can put a lot of lot of strippers uh, poking you can put out. Put a the, lot, of lot of something in there. A lot of something out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's funny. I was thinking you could carry a large grandfather clock upright. I mean, mm-hmm. why would you? I just you could. Flavor flavor. Flavor flavor. Oh, dude. Like but that? flavor flavor is too short. Like you wouldn't even see his head poking no. out the top of that thing. No, no, standing no. straight up. He'd have to be on a ladder or something in the back of the bread van. <laughs> so, it, it, with our fans that drive trucks, I mean, what are they looking at? What are our options? What do we need if we're if, if we're driving? stick what mm-hmm. can you benefit from by calling will Beatty at center force like you said everything that we do especially on a diesel world uh we design that clutch to work at that rpm spectrum so we obviously know the diesels don't turn the rpm so everyone's afraid of our centrifugal way saying hey they don't work on a diesel they actually do we actually redesigned it to work with that diesel so it's got full centrifugal assist inside of it has the ball bearing actuation so we don't have a heavy pedal We've got a lot. We've got over four thousand pounds of clamp load just in that pressure plate, so we oh, can wow. hold a lot of power. And then you know, obviously, we're making our own dick or disc there. So um, you know, we got the friction material, uh, steel bill flywheels. I mean, I don't know if you guys saw the floater at all that we do for the, the twin disc, but all the machine work and you know, all ARP hardware holding the thing together. I mean, we put the best of the best in there and uh, try to give you the best best clutch that we can develop, and so that we continue to keep a smile on your face you know when you're driving the thing so it's not loud and and notchy and you know when you go to back up it's not chattering and jumping all over the place it drives like a bone stock clutch but has the holding capacity to handle whatever power you want so, to throw at it will this sounds pricey to me tell me the price range so the twin disc out on the market is you're getting everything uh flywheel hydraulics throw up bearing i mean it's everything uh, they're about eighteen hundred dollars retail. So oh, it's not that's not bad. bad. No, that's no. not bad. No. And what oh, kind of I mean, pa- what kind of power are you looking at? Is it going to be? Are, it'll you... hold up to eighteen hundred foot pounds of torque. Oh, that's pretty solid. Yes, it is. Is that yeah. now? Do you do it so it slips before it gets to the transmission load, or are you sort of passing that power no, onto the so, transmission? So they're dual sprung discs. So that's one thing we wanted to make sure. Obviously, diesel and that and that G fifty six is a loud tranny in itself. Yeah. So. We have two different rate springs in that thing. So one is so when it's just sitting there on idle, we're trying to isolate the gear rattle or or uh, gear rollover, however you want to say it, trying to quiet that that uh, transmission down. So there's two different dual rate springs in, in the disc itself. One is just a, a primary, which is really soft, and then the secondary to handle the torque. And what truck application is uh, your best seller, or even off-road Dodge. application? All Dodge Cummins? all day long. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and right now Jeep is our number one off-road clutch. Oh, we really? Cannot, oh, wow. We cannot keep those in-house. Well, I can understand why, because uh, I'm yeah. one of the weirdos with a manual transmission Jeep that everybody makes fun of me. But honestly, you're not one of the weirdos. If he's he can't even keep him in stock, he's selling. Out. I'm just I'm glad to know that I have friends out there because there's a lot of people <laughs> that love the automatic anymore, and I, I I honestly believe that driving a stick is a lost art form, and I feel like if yeah. every kid who learned how to drive, learned on a manual transmission, 
they would be better drivers because they would have to understand chassis dynamics. They're just more aware. Man machine interface. They can't hold a you know cell phone and a drink while you're doing it. I mean, I can because I'm right. a master of it. But but <laughs> at sixteen, <laughs> but uh, at sixteen years old, you know, you probably won't be able to do that. But I feel like you know it, it's it's a lost art. And I was so happy when the Jeep JL Wrangler was released, and you could still get a uh, a manual. And that is a manual behind the three six. Is it the same yeah. setup as the JK well, from a clutch standpoint? And that's one that's one of the things I wanted to talk about with you guys. We are offering a free install to anybody any JL that wants to bring it to our shop because we haven't seen one yet. Oh, how really? So, that's surprising. Yeah. So anybody that has, any of your listeners that have a JL, want to bring it up to Prescott, Arizona, we will put that thing in and, and do it for free. I uh, know a few people uh, that have. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, okay. So how about this? If there are any listeners out there who have a manual transmission JL and you'd like the awesome uh, clutch double. Uh, They're going to have to beat me. The, the awesome <laughs> dual friction uh, <laughs> uh, clutch upgrade that I have in my JK that Will has in his JK for your JL. And I, I promise you it makes a tremendous amount of difference. It's it's quiet. It works great on the highway, but just low range off road first gear. The way you can awesome. lug the engine, it's it's a night and day difference. It really is that yeah. that big of a difference. Yeah, Email us it. at truckshowpodcast at gmail dot com, and I will put you in touch with Will. So, Will, if people want to go uh, find some Center Force products, what's the website? Centerforce dot com. And on the, on the on the website, can they drop down and see the the vehicle they the truck they drive, et cetera? Oh yeah, yeah. You can pull it up and have all the different options. It's got the pricing if you want to buy direct or. Or if you know, which is a little higher than uh, what our distributors are, but you go through all the big, all the summits and those guy kind of guys. Yep. Okay. And everything. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. And, and we have a dealer locator too. All, all right. right. Well, thank you very much for checking in with us. You're we welcome. appreciate it. Yeah. We'll. Uh, yeah, you guys need to come up to our uh, facility there and do some wheeling and Prescott we'll hook is you a, guys up with yeah, awesome. That is a badass part of they're, Arizona. They're in a beautiful, beautiful part of the state, and I haven't been up for a long time, so. I know, Will. You just got your JK not that long ago, so maybe yeah. uh, maybe we need to go do some wheeling together out there. Yeah, well, we'll get you some Center Force candy too. Keep you, yeah, uh, keep you by going. the way, Center Force is known for their their candy, which is uh, they have a, a confectionery confectioner, confectioner? Well, yeah, candy maker, candy maker, yeah, candy maker. What are you talking about, like it, taffy? It's it's like the the hard candy, but it has their colors yep. running through it. What? Mm-hmm. And they chop it into little pieces, and they have their own custom candy at all of the events and yep. stuff, which is cool. Wait, what? So you've contracted yeah. like a, a candy company to make you custom candy? Yeah, it's on our Facebook and how the how the candy's made. And actually, it starts with with me. You know, we had a it was during lunchtime and we had to shut the place down. And I'm on that little mini bike riding around and it's playing like <laughs> clown clown music. You know, and I'm like, okay, you know, making the the candy and I'm handing it out. And I'm like, ran out. And then I was like, okay, well, it's time to make some more. So then I make it look like I'm I'm on the lathe to making candy. You know, ah. lathe running. <laughs> and then it, then then it was okay. Here's how it's really done, and uh, it's creative candy that does it for us. I so. bet they have more views on how candy is made than they do <laughs> on anything else. Because <laughs> that that is universal. Even the automatic transmission guys can get behind how candy is. made. Yes, they can. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you, Will. All right, we'll talk to you later, bro. You guys take care. Yeah. Thanks for the call. All right. You got it. Talk to you. Soon. Take care. All right. Later. Bye. You know what time it is? Uh, it's time to not read email standing in the middle of the desert. That's true. Yes, it's it time is. to dance. <laughs> you email, yeah. I email, do it. We email, that's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email, proofread. I email, send it. We email, click it. Everybody email. All right, you starting or am I starting? 
I'm starting to dance. <laughs> never going to get over dancing. I'm just watching you'll you never dance. Get, oh, your, your, your head bob just cracks me up yeah, every I love, time. I love it. I can't, I can't help it. I just. I, can't. I will show that. Uh, I'll, I'm going to share that with you guys. At some point, I'm going to. He, he's going to be staring down at his laptop. I'm going to be playing the uh, the inbox theme, and I'm going to videotape you. Um, because I it's funny. Dare you? Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Dare accepted. Uh, who's starting? Am I starting? I double dog. Dare you to start. Okay. This one's titled uh, Banks Diff Cover. I've been enjoying the diff cover videos from Gail Banks. Pretty funny that Lightning had inadvertently been part of the process. Yes, <laughs> that was me. I'm impressed with the amount of mine trucking that's going into product development. So many mounted parameters. <laughs> The use of cooling fins across the bottom certainly makes sense, but obviously creates those potential soft spot hangups off-road. Even piggyback shock resis get chewed up and torn off on rocks. I'd hate to see what could happen when the low-hanging fruit houses your gears. I'd really like to see a comparison uh, and include AAM's newer finned 11.5 cover, as can be seen on Ram's latest model HDs. So what Jack's talking about is on Gale's diff cover. So imagine your, your standard diff cover, right? It's it's the same footprint as the differential itself, as the pumpkin. Yes. And on Gale's diff cover, he has two ears that sort of come down. They don't hang any lower than the differential housing does, but they're in those two corners. And what they do is they act as ram air scoops to get air across the fins on the back. So if you are looking at your truck going down the highway at 60 miles an hour, Gale tested and found out there's only 30 miles an hour of wind under your truck on the highway, even though you're going 60 because of air dams and uh, sidesteps and wheels and tires and axles and things in the way. Right. The problem is that 18 inches or so, 12 inches or so, right behind your differential where you need that air in order to- No wind no way. at all. It's totally a dead spot. So that- that uh, the whole so that the, cover- the rear differential acts as a an airplane wing, right? So it splits the air, and right behind where you've got the fins, even if you've got a deeply finned ram cover from like the HD on the ram, and 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 someone's like, oh, is it going to work any better? Is Gail's version going to work any better than uh, the one that I can buy on my thirty five hundred series truck? Well, the answer is yes, because even though it's deeply yeah. finned, there's no wind yeah. traveling right. over it. He's ducting wind from under the axle to the fins on the back. Now, the question about hey, even shocks get torn off off road. I'd hate to see what these are not off road diff covers. These are aluminum covers that are designed for the working truck, for uh, payload and towing and weight and things that make your gears hot, but they're not nodular iron like you would expect from a you know off-road heavy-duty cover. That doesn't right. mean that banks won't maybe explore that space in the future, but these ones that are coming out right away are, aren't really meant for that, so they're not really worried about tearing the cover off. It's more about getting airflow to your rear end. With that said, guys are looking at pictures. They're seeing... Uh, the bank's cover online, and they're assuming that it hangs lower than the rear differential housing. And it doesn't. It does not. Right. It's the, the same, lowest yeah. part is your rear differential. So if you hit that cover, you've already smashed your differential. Yeah, you're at the same level as hitting your diff anyway. Exactly. So, anyway, you guys still have, uh, at banks, have a ton of R&D now that the new cover <laughs> too, is Too made. much. Yeah. I dropped off the diff cover this morning at 6 a.m. Oh, for more CNC more, work. Yeah, more machine. Yeah, and we're going to do another another round of, uh, of of work on it, and we'll probably go through another prototype. And guys are like, "Hey, can I pre-order?" We're like, dude, yeah. I don't think that we they prove it first. All right, so listen, if if we were if we were truly doing this as like our out of marketing savvy, we would have recorded these videos 
months ago, yeah. and we would have been ready to launch the div cover program now. But you guys are really kind of doing it real time to take the uh, buyer through the process with you as you're learning as well. This is real time, but I yeah. think people are so used to like television being yeah. taped months ago, and so they know when it's hitting, it's it's not live, it's in the can, but that's not that's not the case. Right. When, when you see a video, I held the camera on Gale the day before. Like that's what happened the yeah. day before. That we don't I'll chop it up and put it up. And so you're following this thing real time. Yeah. So uh when there's more news, we'll let you guys know <laughs> yes. or uh, or follow the Banks Power account on uh, on Facebook for more videos and all that good stuff. So yeah. All right. Uh I've got one here from uh Derek Martell and uh Derek says, "Hey guys, uh, it says love the show. I just wanted to say keep up the good work. I've been listening since day 1." Oh, we appreciate that. Says, even though I don't own a truck and I'm a Jeep guy, I find this podcast very entertaining and educational. Don't ever stop the jingles. My wife gets so annoyed when I'm listening to you guys in my XJ, and it gives me a good laugh. I would love to hear from the company Painless on their dual battery setup and hear what they have to say. This is a mod that's so overlooked, but yet if done well, is so useful. Cheers, guys. P.S. I'm an XL. Uh, Derek, I actually have a Painless dual battery uh, management system in my JK, and I've got two Optima yellow tops. And uh, I love having it on there because if I'm out in the desert for a couple days, powers my uh, uh, ARB fridge freeze in the back, and uh, I can have ice cream on the trail. <laughs> so uh, good I'm, reason to get I, a new wiring system. I'm a, I'm a fan of the uh, dual, uh, dual <laughs> yeah. battery system. And this one's titled Five Stars," and I'm blaming oh, Holman. Hold on, five stars. Five stars. All right. No, that one sucked. Let's do it again. Ready? Five, five stars. stars. Now that was rusty. Hold on. Wait. Ready? Go. Five, five stars. stars. That's perfect. Okay. Uh, Dear Lightning and Holman, I'm a long-time truck guy that likely started watching The Fall Guy um, that has owned many different trucks over the years. I've been waiting for a podcast like yours for years. Thanks for the entertaining and informative shows every week, and the SEMA coverage was outstanding. Hey, that's awesome because that nice. we, Thank you. we grinded that week. <laughs> yeah, it did. Uh, we turned a fun time into a suck time. Oh, dude. I mean, it was still fun, yeah, but it was, oh, fun. it was a lot of work. Normally, we go out and we have drinks with all of our friends and all the, Not you know, that the industry folk. No. But we had fun with the podcast. We, we, it, was, it was pretty cool. Dude, because it was sad. At midnight, I had a beer by myself in my room. Uh, but what was cool is people were coming up to us going, dude, I love the podcast. That, that is was, true. That was cool. That was very cool. Uh, and he continues, due to Holman's talk of the new Ram 1500, I dropped by my local dealer the other day and took a drive. Three hours later, I walked out owning my first Ram truck. Oh, a wow. A 2019 Bighorn Blackout and couldn't be happier. When my wife started staring at me like I was nuts, I had a lot of customization on my prior truck, a 2017 TRD off-road Tacoma. I simply said it was Sean Holman's fault. <laughs> she didn't know what that meant, but be glad that you live a long way from Ohio. Oh, wow. <laughs> Although I do find myself in Ohio at least once a year. Yeah, so. and five stars. I'll hey, take an extra large. All right. Well, we just started shipping out shirts, and so we are way backlog. We're not making yeah. any promises at this point. We yeah. already uh, are colossal douchebags because we're very <laughs> late, late on sending shirts, but we but are But they're now. coming. They actually are, are, are being shipped out this week yes. for all the past emails. We can't promise you there will be more for future emails. So Because it's... the shipping alone is close to $1,000, and I'm not thrilled with that. i got to be honest because <laughs> it's coming out of my pocket. Because we didn't know we would have that many listeners who were stoked to uh, have our shirts. I, uh, when I started making shirts, I made like, what was it, 48 shirts. And I thought, oh, Something this will last forever. No. Yeah, that was dumb. No. And, uh, in fact, I'm taking on all the international shipping so that you don't have to do it. <laughs> so, of course, there's a lot less international yeah. shipping, but... You know, hey, we'll get them out to you guys. Oh, 
dude, look at this. He says, um, PPS, my truck cred over the last 30 years. Get this list. Okay. You ready? 1980, Chevy K20. Nice. Nine, uh, 1990, F-150. A 2004 uh, Nissan Frontier. Great truck. A 2008 Nissan Frontier. Another great truck. A 2012 Nissan Frontier. This is Frontier. A 2013 Nissan Titan. Great truck. A 2016 Chevy Colorado, a 2017 Tacoma TRD Off-Road, and a 2019 Ram 1500, thanks to my friend, Mr. Sean Holman. Wow, that's pretty cool. So he basically has no brand loyalty. <laughs> like, whatever truck is uh, fits his fancy. kind of like me, you Good know? for him. Turncoat. Turncoat. <laughs> Turncoat, yeah. Uh, all right, this one's entitled, You Freaking Guys! Oh, really? I- I'm just assuming that's the uh, the inflection that should be is read. Is from New York? Um, no, he's from Washington, but when I see, you freaking guys, I feel like that's, you just have to say it that way. Is that like Jersey? Like Jersey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like okay. New York. Hey, hey, you freaking guys. Yeah. Right? Like they're parked in your space or, you know, there's something. I don't know. Yeah, I like that. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. You freaking guys. It's <laughs> just fun to say. Uh, this is from Tucker and he says, hi, just want to start off by saying I'm an extreme brand loyalist. Unlike our uh, previous email <laughs> <laughs> says almost to the point of it being a problem. I'm also very biased toward a certain genre of truck. That being said, I love your show. The variety of topics, brands, products you cover is very interesting. You have great guests. Wait a on- minute. Does he say what kind of truck that he's into? I'm reading what he's writing. Okay. I think he's trying to, I don't know if he's lingering to the end or, or what. But uh, he says, you have great guests on the show with entertaining and informative interviews. I'm working my way through your shows from the beginning. Just finished the Camberg Decked episode, and I'm interested in buying products from both of those companies after hearing them talk. Uh, Jerry uh, and Greg... Coming your way. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> hey, uh, Tucker, just let them know that the Truck Show podcast sent you, please. Uh, and he says, I cringed at the jingles at first and turned down my radio so nearby commuters no wouldn't hear me listen it to them. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> but by now, I am excited for them. Keep up the great work <laughs> and keep a close eye on those key engine parameters. Yeah. Uh, he says, I have. I had to play the full right one for him. Oh, my God. I forgot how long that was. Anyway, that's from uh, from Tucker Jones, and uh, and Tucker says, I have Android, so I'll have to hack my wife's iTunes to give you a five-star five review. Five-star. There we go. All right. <laughs> Definitely not on the toilet, says Andrew Dorian. <laughs> okay. Hey, guys, I wrote an email a while back, and you read it. I was very delighted. Thank you. I mentioned my wife's Equinox with the steering wheel problem, quote-unquote. <laughs> I never sent you my address, and I would love a shirt size XL. Hope you mail it to Canada. Well, okay, we will if that's where you live. And he lives in uh, somewhere in Ontario. But that's not why I'm writing this time. I'm hoping you can convince Fred from Dirt Every Day to get more T-shirts and stickers made. <laughs> I need a Dirt Every Day shirt and a sticker for the back of my Jeep and maybe a truck show sticker, too. Uh, we can make the truck show sticker happen. Yes, we can do uh, that. I don't know about the Dirt Every Day sticker, but we'll, uh, I, I'll uh, send Fred a note and see... Uh, I, I don't know what their deal is with shirts. I don't know if they're tight on them or if they're like us and they're on a shoestring budget and they're doing it out of pocket. No, I don't know. It says, anyway, thanks again for the great show. Five star. Five star. All, All right. right. By the way, uh, when you were packing up shirts today, did you have stickers with you that you could put in with the shirts? If not, you might want to grab some. Yeah, I do need to put some in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, he says, P.S. I don't mind the California pompousness. 
I love hearing about all things truck-related, even mini-truckers. Oh, well, that was sweet. <laughs> all right, I've got one here. My new podcast. <laughs> did you just say, oh, that was sweet? I did. As if it was tender. Yeah, it was tender. <laughs> it was like uh, kitten sweaters. Um, this one is from Nathan Hendrickson, and it is entitled My New Podcast. Oh. And he says- He's oh. going to be talking about the diesel podcast or something? No, 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 Someone, no. Somebody else's podcast? I know who this is. Oh. Because I challenged him on Instagram. What? Yeah. All right, so he says, David Freiberger was recently on your show and posted on his social media for his fans that they may want to listen. I'm pretty new to the podcast and have a few automotive-related ones I'd like to listen to, and I'm always looking for more. On my 5 a.m. drive to work, I started listening to your show to hear David Freiberger, and with the jingles and intros, it was just a little bit too much for me, LOL. I made the comment on Freiberger's social media that it wasn't for me. Mm. You guys commented... Asking that I give the show a try and that you were an acquired taste, which I did write back to him on Freiberger's Instagram. I said, just give us a couple shows. Yeah, I saw that. I saw your response. Okay. So he continues, I promised that I would start at the very beginning, and I did. And I'm currently at podcast number eight, and I've discovered the fast forward 30 second button so I can go through those god-awful email intro song. LOL. No, 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 no. <laughs> he says, the reason I'm writing is to thank you and let you know I'm now a huge fan of the podcast, so please keep up the great work. It's awesome. Also, the reason I'm emailing is instead of private messaging on Facebook is in hopes that if you do happen to read this on the air, you will please play that god-awful email song just for me. LOL. Um, Nathan? You email, <laughs> yeah. I email, do it. Emails. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thanks for not giving up on me, and you guys take care. Sincerely, your newest fanboy, Nathan Hendrickson from Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, that's Nathan, cool. thanks for giving us a chance, and we are happy to have you on board, my friend. Absolutely. This one is titled... Five stars! Hey, five stars! Uh, okay, I could barely reach you that time. Yeah, You're like sitting way back in your chair there. Yeah, I'm trying to get away from you. Yeah, well, you that were makes sick sense. all week. This one is... It's <laughs> <laughs> a good reason to stay away from me. Uh, this one's from Spencer. Hey, Lightning and Holman. At first, I wasn't real big on the intros, but I've caught myself kind of humming them while at work, working on semis or doing honeydew list of items type thing. I have a question for Holman. When you're talking about driving and you say seven-tenths or five-tenths, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, if you have a size large, I'll take one. Spencer. Uh, that's an easy question. You know, because it took me a while to figure out what you were talking about, and uh-huh. I should have just questioned you, and I didn't. At the time, yeah. Yeah. So basically, if uh, 10 tenths is 100% mm-hmm. and 5 tenths is 50%, what I'm talking about is how hard you drive the truck. So especially- Why don't you just say- a hundred percent or fifty percent? Because that's just not how I talk. I, I don't know, know why you you got that from someone else. You just didn't make it up. And so, where did it come from? I don't know. It's it's vernacular that exists in the truck world. No. Yes. No. Yes. I had never heard it before. Because you, you are not a truck enthusiast. That's oh, how <laughs> dare you? What a dick. Um, no, I it's I've said that for for a long time. And basically, I know it's, you yeah. got it from somebody. Uh, no, I made it up. No, you didn't. No, I don't know. You I got it from like Payway or some. You heard somebody why is it say. Pay, why is it Payway? I don't say it's somebody that that, that mentored you. Is it? That's why. Okay. That's how that happened. Is that how that happened? I'm guessing. Uh, anyway, five tenths means fifty percent. Ten tenths means one hundred percent. Eleven tenths means you're probably out driving the vehicle. The idea being that if you're driving, especially desert environment, if you're driving at five tenths, you're taking it easy. The vehicle is like what we did was probably seven eight tenths the other day okay. out in the desert. It's the way of basically rating how hard the truck is working with you behind the wheel, 
how far you're pushing it to its capabilities. So if you're driving at seven tenths, you're about 70% of the vehicle's capabilities. If you're at 100%, you're 100%. If you're more than that, you're probably breaking stuff or peeling pieces of the truck off. So it makes perfect sense what you say, Uh but why not just say 70%? Why seven tenths? Because it's because you're uh, asking people. Well, no, seventy percent is two words. Seven tenths is two words. One's easier to to understand than the other. All right, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to speak differently? I, I just it's con- it, I, I don't. It's know. confusing. It, it, well, it's you like ju- an, I just said five tenths is fifty percent, no, and you it. nodded. I know. I understand it. <laughs> and then I said seven tenths but is seventy percent, and happen. you nodded again. Here's what's going to happen. Okay. Is that on the next episode, uh-huh. if someone had not heard this explanation, uh-huh. they'd still scratch their head on the next episode. No. Because they're all listening in order. Every person. <laughs> and they will no, understand the, exactly the what I mean. The beauty of our show is that it's nonlinear. No, 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 no. You can jump in anywhere. The beauty of our show is that we're just normal guys who talk how we talk and we don't judge each other for it. I love your seven tense references. Jesus. <laughs> all right. Well, fortunately, uh, we are going to uh, be saved by Cole Pruitt. Who uh, writes us and says, uh, hey there, Holman and Lightning. Ooh, mm-hmm. Holman first. This is going to be a good email, I bet. Uh, I had two of those, and I switched it. <laughs> <laughs> are people writing in Holman yes, first? Yes, they are, and I switch it. Uh, is that because I'm right so much? It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't sound would it's you, not good phonetically. Would you say that you switch it seven-tenths of the time? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, Cole Pruitt writes us. Mm-hmm. Hey there, Holman. Is he a NASCAR driver? And Lightning. I just found your podcast about two weeks That's ago. That's a NASCAR name. Cole Pruitt? No, Cole Trickle. Oh, yeah. Or is okay. it Dick, it's Dick Trickle? Cole Pruitt or is- Or is Cole, Cole something? If you had said the words- Cole Pruitt. Cole Pruitt, and I'm NASCAR driver 32. I'd buy it. You, but you're gullible. <laughs> All right, so uh, famous race car driver, famous NASCAR <laughs> race car driver, Cole Pruitt has write, written in, and Cole tells us, hey there, Holman, and <clears throat> Lightning- uh, I just found your po- <laughs> I just found your podcast about two weeks ago, and I'm trying to get caught up. My favorite episodes so far are those with the Roadkill guys, Finnegan and Freiberger, and those with Gail Banks. Man, Gail is like a theme throughout the uh, the show here. I have learned a ton from your guests on the podcast, especially Gail Banks, and I love the easygoing style of it. I also really appreciate your perspective on the rolling coal problem. I drive a '99 Dodge 2500 with a 59 Cummins. With- oh, dude, dude, that is the perfect. Uh, like an Instagram name, Roland Cole. <laughs> Roland Cole. But why Roland? Because it's not rolling. It's funny. See, it's Roland. But wouldn't Cole. you just take the G off and say Roland? No, because it's it sound when you right. Because you're trying to make Mr. a joke. Mr. Cole, Mr. Roland Cole. But can't you just say Roland? No, because Roland's a real. No one has Roland is not a name. Roland. Uh-huh. Roland. Cole. I guarantee you, if we looked on Facebook right now, we would find someone named Roland. 100%. Okay. 100%. All right. Anyway, he says his Cummins has 316,000 miles on the clock, and his goal has always been to make more power but do it cleanly. I want to enjoy diesel trucks for many years to come, and we don't need all the bad PR of Roland Cole. It was awesome to hear Gail speak on the subject as well. Keep up the great work. Five stars! Five stars! Five stars! All right, so we have one from Tim here who is our new fan. He says, hey, I don't usually write podcasters. Oh, good. Neither do we. <laughs> he says, but I started listening. I'm a huge Freiburger fan, and I've listened to about all the podcasts. I got to say, I am 52 years young, and I would kill to sit and listen to Mr. Banks for as short or long as he can talk. 
Um, you should trade jobs with him for a day. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You can. He's in my office every day for two in hours. In fact, I went to take him out to lunch. Was it last week? Yes. And how long were we in your office? Like forty-five minutes. And eventually, you're Maybe like, more. you guys need to leave. Yeah, I actually kicked you out of my office. You did. Uh, but not before I drew a bunch of art on your dry uh, Yeah, he drew wieners all over my uh, dry erase board. Here's the thing with Gail is that every time I sit down with him, which is every day, every single day. Literally. Six days a week. And uh-huh. yes, we work Saturdays a lot. I learn something. All the time. All the time. Every time I learn something. But the problem is uh, he, he loves being an educator. So we're sitting there for an hour, then two hours. And I've learned a lot. And I realize... Well, my workload hasn't dissipated. I still have stuff to do. <laughs> so I'm going to have to learn more later. It's sort of like having college class and a full-time job. Yes. This is pretty much what that is And I'm is like, like, can you go out in the shop and work with the mechanical engineering department <laughs> and go invent something <laughs> so I can do some advertising for you? <laughs> so I can market it. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Tim continues, uh, you guys are lucky bastards. 50 stars, uh, by the way, what? on the Gale episode. 50 stars! So that's We've never said that before. I know, ever. He says, no kidding, I sat and listened to the episode twice. Okay, cold shower time. What? Yeah. He says, I have a ZR2 and kick myself for not buying the Duramax now. Anyway, I also have a Ford SVO, and I'd love to pick Mr. Banks's brain on. But anyway, I wonder if an L5P would fit in my old F100. Thank you, guys. I enjoy what you guys did for SEMA. Love it. 2X, please. <laughs> um, we'll find one for you. L5P. Yes. Awfully heavy. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you could put it. I mean, and you, you put in you, anything. You, of, course of course, you, you can. can. Yeah, uh, engine bay is probably wide enough and all that stuff. The reality is, you probably need a beefier frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe even an F two fifty of the era might be strong enough. It's just it's a lot of engine. It's one of the reasons that uh, in my old F one hundred we have a EcoBoost because I wanted to small and light, small and light, a lot of power, and it's uh, it, we have the factory frame rails. We're not doing any custom chassis or anything yeah. like that. So um, you could, with enough money, make anything happen. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah, you can. I mean, uh, yeah. If you guys, we're, we're we're doing some stuff with the L5P. I can't really talk about, but uh, are you uh, making it about four hundred pounds lighter? No, that we're not. <laughs> that yeah. we're not. Uh, so, if you guys are seriously as interested in Gale as as uh, we get all these emails, uh, go to the Banks Power page on Facebook. Um, there's some videos that we did. Uh, Lightning and I were a part of a SEMA education panel with uh, Jesse Combs you know and what? Aaron Kaufman. No, no, no. Let me pause you there, and I'll tell you why. Because before we started the show, I thought. We should actually play some of that audio. I think we should. I mean, yeah, they can go and they can watch it. But I yep. think on the next episode, we play some of that audio. It's pretty special. Yep. Your talk about mentorship moved some people. Uh, I And yeah, I know that you got some compliments. Moved me. Moved yeah. me. I mean, I had people coming up and it w- it meant a lot to me. And and the story and uh, being with Gail. I, if, if you wouldn't mind, maybe next episode we uh, we can play some of that. Yeah, let's do that. Thank you for all your emails. If you want to get a hold of us, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, don't forget, we read all your emails. May not read them them all in there, but we read every single one, and we appreciate every single one. Now, Holman will, like, seriously, he'll send it to me and go, hey, check this one out. I'm like, save it. we got to read it on the air. Well, the funny thing is- are going to burn it out. We both have the account on our phones. Right. And I'll be like, did you see that one? You're like, yeah, I got the same alert for it, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah, Yeah. okay. (laughs) I know, we're ridiculous. And please, if you're a casual listener, hit the subscribe button for us. And if you're sending us emails with five stars, give us the real thing on Apple Podcasts. Helps our rankings quite a bit. Sing it! The truck show, the truck show, the truck show, oh, oh. And uh, don't forget our socials, at Truck Show Podcast on Insta and Facebook. <laughs> Facebook? <laughs> you can't say Facebook. Facebook. No, you can't but say But how can you say work. Insta, but you can't say Facebook? Because everyone knows it's Instagram, but Facebook.
Just doesn't, you, don't, you, you don't think you can figure out that's Facebook? <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, that's, that's hey, if you guys have some free time, um, go to your local Nissan dealer. Five-year, 100,000-mile warranty. The best warranty in the industry on a truck. Um, it, the Titan will blow you away. The uh, Titan will absolutely blow you away. Titan? Nissan? Speaking yeah. of? Yeah. You know where I'm going tomorrow. Uh, <gasps> Morocco. With? Nissan. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, I'll have some interviews from there. We are actually, this is super cool. We are headed to Morocco to uh, drive all of Nissan's body-on-frame trucks from around the world in the sand dunes of Morocco. Do they have any trucks that aren't body-on-frame? Uh, I mean, they have commercial vehicles and you know oh, little yeah. vans and stuff. Okay, yeah, But yeah. this is like Navara and it's uh, Titan, the U.S. spec Titan and the Middle Eastern patrols. And they brought them all to to, uh, to Morocco, to mm-hmm. the sand dunes. If you've ever seen the movie The Mummy, we'll be out there in those, like your quintessential Sahara sand dune setting. Yeah. Driving all the vehicles, off-roading, and then they're doing waves. So I, I'm part of a small group of Americans, and then the Europeans will come, and the Middle Eastern, and the Chinese, and so they're running these different waves, and the Americans are on the first one. So we get to drive all the Nissan trucks from around the world, and we'll be with like the heads of development and all that, so I'm, I'm looking forward to bringing you guys a ton of Nissan stuff on the next show. Jealous.org. Dude. That's where you'll find me posted up. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. I don't know when I'll have email or cell phone, so I, I think... I'm jealous that you won't be hearing from me for days. <laughs> what? How does that work? That doesn't work that way. Yeah. Do you and think you'll so, miss me? <clears throat> no, not at all. Um, <laughs> what I will miss is uh, your deck system in the back of your Colorado. Yeah, we like the deck system. Yeah. So um, if you're looking for a storage solution in a truck you're about to buy, maybe a Nissan or a truck you already own or maybe a van, check out decked.com because it's the, the slickest, uh, most well thought out storage solution for your midsize or full size truck. Or van. And uh, honestly... I just like pulling the drawers in and out because they feel so smooth. Smooth. Smooth? With a V. Smooth. Yeah, strictly with a V. Lockable? Uh, yeah. Weatherproof? Mm-hmm. 2,000 pounds of payload? Mm-hmm. Makes your truck even more truck. So you've got all the storage, but then you can still put the dirt bikes or the quad on top. Yeah. I mean, come on now. Debt. Right. And Nissan. Exactly. Truck Show Podcast. Thanks. We're a good family. <laughs>